On this week's episode, I go to the Tournament of Champions. It's the PGA's first golf event of the year. I get to watch live a meltdown of all meltdowns. We're going to talk a little bit of NFL. We're going to have a lot of laughs. It's going to be a great episode. Let's go. Yo, yo, aloha. Welcome to the One Star Recruits podcast. I'm DK, joined as always with my best friend, Rip. Based on some listener feedback in this new year, 2023, Rip and I are back sans guest interview. S-A-N-S. Just the real talent this week, listeners. Do people say sans, Rip? S-A-N-S? Do you ever use that word? That's a synonym for without, right? Sans? Sans. When's it appropriate to use that? Do you, in in uh, verbal language or just written language? Probably more verbal. And I, I don't even know. How do you spell it? S S A N S. You said. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I've ever really seen that written out. I think it's just more verbal. It's my guess. Sans. I'm gonna try to use that more in my life. But Sans guess. We're loading up at 2023, but we also want to take listener feedback and. People kind of want to hear us a little bit. Rip kind of boggled my mind a little bit when we dug into our. Uh, some of our comments when we got together last week here in Hawaii, which was so awesome, brother. You, you still have Aloha spirit a little bit. You still carrying it with you. you. Sometimes it only lasts about three to five days when you're back in the mainland. I'm trying to channel it, man. We've had so much rain here in California, especially Northern California. I'm in Southern California. It's been raining almost every day since we've been back. So I'm, I'm try, trying to channel those uh, 75 degree, beautiful, sunny days uh, from Hawaii last week. Is it for our listeners who are not in the uh, atmospheric river of of Northern California all the way down to Southern California? This just means for you that you stay inside more and it rains heavy. You're not having uh, mudslides coming through your your Long Beach corridor. This is more of a this is you, you're just kind of more chill. Watch some movies type of rain for you, right? Yeah, exactly. Put on a couple more cartoons, an extra uh, half hour of Spidey and his amazing friends and, and things like that. Like our biggest worry still in Southern California is we have Disneyland tickets on Monday and there's like a 50 percent chance of rain. It's like, can we still go w- with a 50 percent chance of of sprinkles at Disneyland? So in, mm. in the real grand scheme of things, it's not really a big deal. Yeah. Is it worth it? I mean, you guys do. People do Disneyland in the rain like it ain't no thing. That's that's uh that's wh- at what point will you say this is too much heavy rain or heavy traffic at what point does disneyland get to 86 it seems like it'd have to be a natural disaster yeah i think uh because they actually close a lot of the rides when when the rain comes in a little harder so that's not not a fun time and you know there's all kinds of places to like stand under and wait out the rain and but when you really have to like sog through it in an umbrella and all that stuff and the rides are closed you probably want to get a rain check on that Damn, right from Hawaii, right back to swimming lessons in Disneyland. Anything else exciting on the trip back? You guys got into LAX safe and sound, six hours, nothing on the plane, no drama, no kids poop their pants, no spitting. No, it was a good flight. No uh, no melees between passengers and, and flight attendants or anything. No one trying to rush the cockpit or anything like that. We, we de- definitely had our one-star moments of the week, and we'll talk about that later in the show. You, you're up to speed on what I'm going to talk about, but it was a good trip, man. I, I'm glad to be home, though. Not that there's... No place like home, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For, for any listeners who are traveling in and out with kids to, I don't know, the Bahamas or the islands, the Hawaiian islands in this case, what was the security situation? People always think it's really bad out here. I did. I said, shit, get there early. You guys buzzed through security coming out or was it a, uh, was it a long line? It's weird. I feel like, yeah, that's a small airport out there on Maui, but it, it's weird. Like you see the long line and you're like, oh shit. Like, you know, I'm starting to get stressed out. Like I, but we got there so early that I, I had, 
not one ounce of stress in my body from that. I mean, and it's always feels like it's like a 20 or 30 minute wait for security, no matter what airport you're at. You know, we don't have the TSA pre-check, whatever. We don't travel a lot, but it always feels like no matter how long the line is, they, they do a good job of getting you through pretty quick. Mm-hmm. You know, you should get that shit though, Rip. And the only reason why it's, I believe it's 200 bucks for five years. Just get it for the whole family. And the biggest reason why for you, the office is in, is in Long Beach. It's in downtown Long Beach. There's one in five places in the country where you can get the TSA pre You have to go in and do like this bit of a background thing at this certified office and not in Los Angeles, not in San Diego. This is when I was in Orange County. We had to drive to Long Beach. So that reason probably alone is worth it. Um, Shit, if you travel once in the next five years and run into a situation where you got a line, it pays itself back probably. But food for thought, bro. Damn, good Ray. I didn't I wasn't aware of that right in my backyard here. Yes, in your backyard. I know a lot of people who apply in California. I was a big complaint in the waiting room. You know, I came from Bakersfield and I had to drive. Well, shit, you know, my boy Rips right here waiting in line at Maui for two and a half hours. But it is 200 times four. What did you get to a quick 800 bucks? You got to ask yourself, is that worth it? Maybe, Rip. I know you got Orlando on the docket. Maybe a trip to Philadelphia, PA coming up. Lots of stuff happening for you. We'll see. I was sad I missed, uh, you know, we went home one day before the Century Tournament of Champions started. But if you check out our social media at One Star Recruits, you'll see our guy, you DK, you were out there, man. You were a big presence. I think there's like 30 people in that gallery and you were probably the most recognizable one. No, I, I don't think I was a big presence. It's just such I, I talked about this last year, too, because I went. It's such a great tournament to watch pros because literally the, the final group of humans watching on 18 is probably about. A thousand people. I think normally you're looking at, you know, 20, 30,000 people and golfers. You can tell me those numbers. I'm not sure. So once again, another a prime year, a couple of things jumped out at me. If you watch on TV at all listeners, and I, I hope you do, because holy shit, it's amazing in real life. It's almost as good on, on TV. Some the, just the views and the shots and the way the camera angle works. If you're sitting in a uh, listener in Indiana or Iowa or up in Massachusetts, or you're with even in Cali with the app, the atmospheric river. Um, you're just dreaming about this place. And uh, on top of that, the wheels are the whales are coming out of the water. Uh, really kind of more rip. Even since you left just a week and a half ago, um, they're popping out more than ever. Now, I think they're starting to get a little comfortable, starting to pop out. So views were great. Nothing has been clear in the last three months. Uh, a couple of my buddies were talking about how clear everything was. It was almost like the golf gods just came out for this. So, so there's a there's a huge marketing. That's a marketing push for the Century Open for for me, Rip. From a real honest, uh, my real honest day. So the Century Open was won by a Spaniard who went to Arizona State University. His name's John Rom. I like to call him El Hamon because he's kind of built like a Spanish ham a little bit. Made an amazing comeback. So he shot 10 under on Sunday, which is unheard of. The man put up a seven, a 62. So rip only 62 swings on 18 holes. So listeners, just to put that into perspective, I'm going to play this golf course plantation. I'm going to play it next week. I will be ecstatic if you do a times two in front of what John Rom did. <laughs> so the Spaniard just big cojones on a Sunday to come through with a score like that. Unheard of. It's never happened before is how unheard of that is for somebody to shoot that low on a Sunday. On top of that, I mentioned it in the intro. There was a meltdown of all meltdown, a meltdown of epic proportion. A gentleman named Colin Morikawa, who's a NorCal guy. He's a Cal Bear alumni coming on. He's one of the hottest guys in the PGA right now. One of the guys. He led the whole damn tournament rip. Guess what? This guy didn't have any bogeys. That means he didn't 
shoot anything above par every single day, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday comes around hole 13. Guess what happens? Just like, just like I do, just like Nick B does. He chunked a couple balls. He missed a couple putts. His mind started going on him and the meltdown began. He needed five more holes just to maintain. He didn't even have to go too crazy. Ron was coming on. He was playing great. But this man, Colin Morikawa, had just a full meltdown. And where I was 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 chilling were those pictures on social media. If you take a look at it, I got some great one stars in front of 10 of the best golfers in the world right now. Uh, so check that out for some fun laughs. But on 18, it's where kind of the epicenter, the apex of the meltdown happened. And, and, and Colin was there chilling with me for about 10 minutes, waiting to hit the ball, just thinking about the 2.5 million probably down the drain because of a normal golf meltdown. So in a way, it was heart wrenching. In another way, John Rahm got a massive comeback. The whole thing for me, and here's the honesty, I thought I was going to be a big golf guy rip. I went to Costco. I want to talk about Costco a little bit, bro. Don't let me forget that. Went to Costco on Sunday morning. I got a nice breakfast. I casually came home and unloaded my Costco. Casually drove up 20 minutes to Kapalua, where I parked in my VIP parking lot, where I learned that my VIP parking lot was not VIP. I was in the non-VIP that was uh, full, so I had to go to the triple one-star parking lot. <laughs> I walked in. I took a little look at the merch. I walked up to the top of 18. I, pr- I kind of chilled. That's where I chilled most of the day. I was there for about 45 minutes to an hour. Golf fans, if you're mad at me, don't be mad at me. Because I- here's the truth of the matter, Rip. I felt like a real local. I felt like I, you know, I'm just going to pop by for about 15 minutes and watch some of the best golfers in the world hit, hit, hit on 18 was the game plan. And it played beautifully. And I felt really great about uh, just being able to kind of stroll in there. And it's not like I, my whole trip was here for the golf tournament. I actually watched more of the golf tournament sitting at my television because the coverage was so damn good. Century open though, next year, I want to get a bit of a commitment from some of our golf fans to put together more of a group and do some more content and actually play and then go rip. What do you think? Play and then go. I mean, knowing us, the one star, can we can we turn it into a little bit of a, a waste management uh, environment over there? Like, can we can we just get hammered and, and walk, be in the gallery, or, or will that is that uh, no, a no go in, in Hawaii out there? No, totally go, totally go with your shoes off, you know, with no polo shirt, totally doable. If you're interested, hit us on the DM. We'll start kind of putting that together. If we can get five, I'll say if we can get five people together, I will get us a cabana at the Ritz Carlton that week. And, uh, I and I'll pay for the booze. I'll pay for the booze. Rip will pay for the booze. And guess what? I'll take care of the tickets too to the event. Five. We need to come through that DM if somebody wants to participate. It's the first week of January every year. It's not a slept on event because I know on TV it's just looking brilliant, but it's a slept on event for humans actually being able to do it. While I'm here, one stars, take advantage of me. Take advantage of the situation. It's going to go out next year. I'm done. I went for 45 minutes. It felt good. I want to go, if I go, just like I'm going to go to the basketball tournament next year. We might do the same thing for the uh, for the good old Maui Classic pre- presented by Maui Gyms. No free ads. Stay tuned, though. In the, in, in the meantime, it's golf. It's all about golf. Give me your feedback. And if you want to put your name on a hold list, a RSVP list to come on out, Rip and I will get it started. We'll talk a little bit more about it on the pod as the year goes on. Stay tuned. You have any there's, questions, bro, about this entry? No, just to add a little behind the scenes here. Number one, there's no better place to be on New Year's or in January than Hawaii. Like you said, it's whale season. We got the, the breaches happening like every hour. 
We got DK breaching the gallery at the, the Century Tournament of Champions. And just a little behind the scenes here, we did try to set up some interviews with, with a couple of the top golfers in the world on the Wednesday practice round. And it's more of a vibe of like, okay, it's the first tournament of the year. I'm coming out here with my wife, my kids. We 80% chance we saw a couple of golfers walking on the beach out there, you know, when I was out there for the week with their wives, with their kids. So it's more of a relaxed environment. Maybe that had something to do with uh, Morikawa's meltdown, but it is uh, a great environment. And DK, yeah, I, I love that idea. Let's let's make it happen next January. Yeah, all we need is five. I'm telling you, it's it is you want access, you want a taste of luxury. I saw Tom Kim at Jersey Mike's getting a number six. Rip. Okay. That's not, that's what we're doing out here. Stay tuned. Can we talk about Costco for a sec? I went to Costco that Sunday morning. I haven't been in four years. Wait, is this is this one star moment of the week or, or is no, that uh, no right. I got I got some more I got some more of those always. Because I saw your receipt. You, you you texted over your receipt, man. I'm 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 calling out a little bit of a one star Costco trip here. What what do you want to talk about? Tell us about I gave myself trip. a C minus. I'm not claiming greatness. It's been four years. I didn't fully know what to expect and I was definitely not prepared. When was the last time you've been walked into a Costco? Oh, within the last two weeks. I'm there um, pretty much every month out here in Southern Oh, you're California. an expert. Well, you're an expert. If you're an expert, you're actually a dick because I asked you for some good recs and you came back with the snarkiest of snarks. What did you tell what did you tell me, bro? No, I told you it's everything varies from, from location to location. So I have no idea what they have at Costco in Hawaii. I go to the one 10 minutes from my house. I go to the one 30 minutes from my house. They have wildly different selections. So I have no idea what that was good information. That was five stars information. The one star thing was the next thing when you told me unleaded gas. Come on, bro. I remember <laughs> that. That, that was a one star. Did you, did you fill up the gas? Oh, you, you had a full gas tank. I know you hooked that. me up with a full gas tank. No gas was needed. Uh, the lines were always there for the gas. Anyway, um, I, I give myself a C minus anyway. I sent you over the receipt. I asked for some recs before from our follow our fellow uh, podcast pod partners who we love in the Bay Area shooting too. Got some good answers back from them. I got the uh, pot stickers, the Ling Ling pot stickers frozen recommended there, as well as the Chilean sea bass, which was unexpected, but appreciated. Got me thinking in some new areas that I wasn't cost going in. So I threw, I, I crowdsourced a little bit, but I didn't have a plan going in. And really my plan, I got invited by uh, a friend of mine here, the Harry D. You'll find him on, on Twitter. He's one of my golf buddies here. He hit me up that morning, said he's got to go. He's doing a new diet or whatever. So I said, all right, good, let's go. So we got there. Costco opens up at 10, in case you're wondering. I was there at 8 in the morning. We had to go eat breakfast. So just in case you're wondering, it opens at 10, not earlier, as, as some would suspect. You walk in and immediately you hit the TVs. Five years for me, listeners. I don't I don't know the TV game, but tell me, Rip, if I'm completely wrong. The TV game's completely changed, but I can't tell the difference from a $4,999 TV to a $999 TV. Can you help me? I tell my wife that all the time. I mean, to me, it's like a $80 bottle of wine versus like two buck Chuck. Like sometimes two buck Chuck actually tastes better, man. But I know it's all in the details. I don't have the greatest eyesight, but I know it's like, you can really see the picture better on those $5,000 TVs. But to me, man, it's like, it's not a huge difference. Probably not huge, but as you said it, I think of uh, you were just here and I was uh, spending time in the unit upstairs and he has a way better TV than me. So it's there. So TVs, but also very affordable, way more affordable than ever. That's like that $5,000 TV is probably top of the market and they're getting into what? 8K now. What does the K mean? Ketamine? The wrong person. <laughs> yeah. Kilobytes. Take eight ketamines. It will look better. When are the K's going to stop? Sweet Lord, we're up to eight now. Anyway, so 
you know, you've got to scroll that. That's when you first walk into Costco and you're kind of trying to be cool. You don't want people to notice you. So I don't have a Costco card. I'm going off my homie's Costco card. Keep that in mind for this fucking story. It's how this is how infuriating Costco is a little bit, but also not. So cruise through, do my thing. Uh, a couple, a couple things that stand out to me seemed like great deals on meat, and the meat looks terrific. If I'm going to my local grocery store, even to Whole Foods, it seems like I'm paying three x. I just really got to sacrifice, meaning sacrifice my fridge space for some of these meats. So I walked away with some chicken thighs, chicken breasts, and some uh, some sirloin meat rip did i miss anything in the meat did you agree probably best value when you start looking at some of those bigger meats the roast the ribs those things of that nature yeah yeah they have a lot of good uh sausage over there at costco like you, you know, like the sausage flavor that's what she said they have a lot of different flavored sausage over there uh so yeah i mean it, I, and i've seen your fridge you do have some room in there so hopefully you threw down at least 100 on meat because you'll be uh eating it probably until june yeah, probably about 60, 80 on meat, which is going to be good for the protein. So that's good. Um, got out of the meat aisle uh, real quick. Almost missed it, but hit a nice turn around the, uh, the, the dog food aisle. Dog treats. Didn't realize uh, dog treats. Huge savings. Currently, I'm ordering dog treats online or I'm fucking driving uh, to PetSmart 45 minutes for dog treats and paying a premium. I think I got a steal on the dog treats that I got. So right there, that's good. Frozen fruit, I also think I got a steal on. So I think those are my biggest wins. A couple questionables in there. Tell me if, if I'm not, if if this was a fuck up as I get home and I'm looking through my stuff. Uh, for, just with food, first of all, I bought the, I panicked and I got a four pack of vodka sauce. Big bottles. Might've been a panic buy. 30 bucks on vodka tomato sauce. Don't know. That, that might be, that, that might last me two years. Yeah, those are the kind that like you don't use it all in one meal. You, you do like a third or half of it. So yeah, one bottle that's gonna last you like a month, man. Holy shit! Second mistake is I got home, thought in the moment, well, I'm getting all this meat. I'm getting these. I'm getting all this beef jerky. Another huge win. Very happy with the beef jerky purchase that I that I got. Got all this meat. I need to get some vegetables or something else that's not meat. Cause I'm fucking forty, and I ended up with a twelve ninety nine Caesar salad. Basically a Caesar salad for spaghetti night if you're on vacation with a family of 10. Yeah. Now it's taking up all the space in my refrigerator. Just ask my wife if she wanted Caesar salad for dinner last night. She was not interested. I have not been interested. Huge mistake on that one. Only buy those type of sizes. They're going to be eaten that day. Going to Costco for spaghetti night. Get the 12 pounds of Caesar salad. Don't do it the way that I did it. Very nervous about uh, not eating enough salads. But as I talk it out, I think that I can maybe switch it up. I have the lettuce base now. But huge mess there. Don't do that. Questionable. Rip, you were here and I had a mini beach umbrella. Maybe a kid's. Maybe a, maybe a teenager's umbrella is a mini. But usable. 40 bucks, $39.99, Costco, Tommy Bahama, full-size adult. What do you call it? Beach umbrella. Pull the trigger. Did I fuck, did I fuck up on that one? Wow, you upgraded the umbrella like two days after I left, man. We had we had to go with that ten dollar umbrella, but you didn't even know you didn't even know you had that umbrella. So that was a, a win right there, finding in your uh, in your backyard storage area over there. By the sound of your voice, it sounds like you're happy with that one. So I think I have the full collection set for the beach now. I feel like I'm not missing a lot of stuff. What kids else included? Were- you had you had plenty of kids' toys, kids sand included. toys, everything. Floaties. You know what we, the next level, if I really want to complete the set, is I need one of those wagons. Uh yeah, that you can drag through the sand over there. That yeah, that then you'll be that'll be five star beach setup right there. 
I got all the shit listeners for our golf tournament next year, 2024 Century Open. So that was it. What else? I had one more swing and a miss. Well, maybe not. Last one, golfers. You can tell me <laughs> if not. Went down the golf section. Luckily, I didn't buy the six pack of golf gloves, Kirkland, that I saw. But what I did buy was the uh, was the Kirkland golf balls. So, Rip, you don't know about it, but you lose a lot of respect on the golf course when you break out Kirkland golf balls. Like immediately, people think you're a piece of shit and just a terrible golf person. Uh, but I didn't let that phase me. 18 sleeves for $39.99. I'm fucking in. And you know what? I'm going to hit those balls and I'm not going to be ashamed of them straight up. So that's what it is. Nick B, you got something to say about that? I'm now going to be playing with Kirkland Call Falls probably for the next two months of my life until those things are hidden to the Pacific Ocean on hole 17 at the Kapalua Bay course. Kirkland's quality, but it, yeah, it's the same. My analogy is you're, you're hosting like a kid's birthday party or walking into a party with a 24 pack of Kirkland beer. It just, basically walking in saying i'm a cheap fuck you know like that's exactly what it is with the kirkland golf balls but man they're quality i i appreciate kirkland so i'm in for that rip you know nothing about golf but you appreciate mediocre kirkland uh it's good but there's a couple things in golf that uh, you get the side eye for kirkland golf balls being one of them there's a handful of other ones we'll talk to nick b when he gets back on something good in the golf round uh that we can go to is our guy nota begay was on about a couple months ago talking about losing some weight. Here's a quick clip of him saying how we can get better at golf. We'll be back on the flip side of this with a little bit of Cardinals talk. Is there something I should be doing before the round to, uh, to make sure my back is right? Well, and, and don't take this the wrong way, fellas, because mm-hmm. but, but we need to drop a few LBs. That, that's the first thing that you can do. Um, the, I, I dropped 17 pounds getting ready for the PJ Tour Champions and the compression on my low back. I still have an eight millimeter herniation in my L4, L5 disc, which causes me, you know, day to day pain, just kind of like what you're dealing with. But as I started to lose some, some weight, I, I just feel better in the morning. It takes me a little bit less time to get warmed up. But to your question, yes, warm up. I think um, there's body weight exercises that you, that you can learn. Um, if you want to take a little, um, little cord out there, elastic cord, uh, you know, those things, you can throw them in your bag. They're easy to carry around. They're light. And there's this new device I just started working with, uh, tiger turned me on to it called the burn 180. It's this little disc that, you, that affixes to any wall or any flat surface. And then you can do, um, band exercises at any different angle and just get your back. I was just, I just got out of a workout using, um, that particular device, but yes, you need to warm up. Uh, if you can hop on a treadmill, if you're staying at a hotel prior to heading out to the course, you know, do a 10, you know, eight to 10 minutes on that, increase the incline every couple of minutes, and that'll get your back a little bit better warmed up and, you know, maybe re- reduce chance of injury and let you hit it a little further, swing a little harder. NFL playoffs are upon us. I'm excited. I'm very excited, actually. I think there's I think this is the year of the Kansas City Chiefs is what the universe is telling me. I'm feeling it in my soul of souls. Uh, But with that said, I think there's a lot of competitive things that can happen. And this day and age in the NFL, there's no telling. We're going to circle back at the end of this little section, Rip, to talk just some quick predictions that we think will happen in the playoffs this year. Listeners don't even give a shit, but I want to get them on tape. Really, because you're pretty damn good, and I think you're going to nail it. So betters out there, Rip's actually really good at this. If you want to take some notes and he's going to act like he's not end of this particular segment in the meantime we're from tempe arizona we're huge arizona cardinals fans go ahead 
muck it up, laugh it up. I'll pause. Go ahead. On our notes this week, we wanted to talk about three moves. So let me back it up from my mom in Tucson. Mom, the head coach has been fired, Cliff Kingsbury. The GM has also been fired. Mr. Michael Bidwell, the owner, has taken a pretty strong stance here in letting the world know that he'll be working very closely in making this team better with the help of his paid quarterback and superstar, Kyler Murray. Womp, womp, womp. That's what's happening, Mom. But what I want to talk about is positivity moving into the future and things that can make our Cardinals better rather than, than, than bashing on what happens. It is what it is. Rip, I was thinking we can do three moves to make as the Cardinals general manager. But first and foremost, if not who, what type of GM do we want here at the One Stars? Currently, the situation that, that Mr. Bidwell has in, in the loop. Let me break this down as the best I can. We have a, a former all-time great Cardinal, Adrian Wilson. He's one of the most slept-on safeties, actually, in my opinion, to ever play. Seriously, Rip. Don't Absolutely. Okay, good. And I know there's a couple asshole Niners fans probably laughing at that statement, but it's so true. He's co-GMing with another former safety. I'm saying it out loud. I never thought of that, of the Cardinals, a guy named Quentin Harris. Nice guy. Don't know a lot about him. Jeez, though, these these bad owners really love alumni from the secondary. Holy shit. I saw Charles Woodson in the booth with with Mark Davis, I think, in Vegas last game. Whatever. I guess Bill Bedwell is just going to sign every safety to his front office. Shit, bring back Viseka Hema. Bring him home for the broadcast. Get on the phone immediately with Antrell Roll, uh, Tom Knight, Tim McDonald. Get Call Corey Chavis. Classic fucking Bedwell rip. Who's the GM? Who's a GM Billy B should... Excuse me. Who's a, who's a GM Michael Bidwell should be considering, Rip, realistically? I don't have an exact name for you, DK, but the profile I'd like to see is an assistant to a current successful GM. Like, look at the right-hand man for the Eagles GM or the right-hand man for the Niners GM and poach those guys. Bring one of those guys up because that's how you see it all the time. Those guys have studied under a great mentor and they're always the ones that are successful at the next level. So I'd like to see one of those guys get in there. And I think the most important quality is I think Michael Bidwell is probably the only person that still believes in Kyler Murray at this point, or the Cardinals are the only people that still believe in Kyler Murray at this point. I think the best quality about the next GM is that they need to not believe in Kyler Murray and trade him to a quarterback needy team like the Colts or the Raiders who would give a first round pick for him, a late a mid to late first round pick for Kyler Murray and start over. We need a new quarterback. Rip, do the numbers work with, I know Rogers signed a big contract to similar money. Was just Rogers to Murray work at all? And I, I might have Winston look that up. I I haven't. I just thought of it as you said it. Does that, does, is that a clean trade? Probably, but I'm not interested in Aaron Rodgers, man. I want to, I want a young guy. My, my second move is to use the, the Cardinals are going to, I believe, the third or fourth pick in the draft. I want to use not the first round pick on a quarterback because half those guys turn out to be bust. I want to use their early second rounder or early third rounder on the quarterback of the future and put him in there right away. Start him right away with the new coach, whoever they hire, with the new GM, and let them go. Let them prove themselves because there's so many quarterbacks right now that were drafted in the second round or later that are having success. It's not worth it to take that first round quarterback anymore to me. Mm, yuck. You're talking about a five-year rebuild. Here is Rips with his solutions. Rip, okay, that's one. Let's go. We'll go hot potato with this. We'll go back and forth. So that's your first move. Obviously, my first move as GM will be would be head coach. We need a head coach for the ages, man. 2023, it's a tough time. I'm looking for a Joe Bugle 2.0. Slick back, 
gangster pimp. Obviously, Sean Payton, DeMarco Ryans, you know, we got a little Byron Leftwich out there. He can stay in Tampa for all, for all I care. A couple sleepers, though, that I just want to put into some minds of people. Now, I really do think NFL experience is actually really important in this job. I think you got to rebuild a little bit of culture here. Maybe a lot of culture. I'm not sure. Based off hard knocks, culture has to be built. Doesn't I didn't see it existing too much this year in Tempe on Kyrene. So... Outside the box, food for thought. There's a there's a great coach, uh, Kalani Sataki. He's a BYU head coach, Rip. Outside the box, he's a leader of men, okay? Just food for thought. Look at, maybe have some guys like that come in. He's got fight in him like the Lions are doing with Dan Campbell. One of those things I can see. If you want to go the opposite way and do Rip's theory and get a quarterback in four to five years and let let the Murray situation work itself out. Let's say we don't trade Murray, which I don't think any team's going to really want to do. I say a chill guy. Let's just go the chill route. Let's do a guy. Let's look at a guy like David Shaw, former Stanford head coach, and let's develop some youngsters and just have a nice time being eight and eight for the next four years, pretty much. So those are my two thinkers to go to. But sweet Lord, if Sean Payton door opens up, Mr. Bedwell, please go all in. I don't think I'm willing to give out. What, what kind of draft pick are you willing to give up for Peyton? Reb, you give up that first rounder? 2026? No, absolutely not. You can get a you can get a different coach in there for giving up way less. You can get a Jim Harbaugh in there, which I'd be fully on board with at this point. And that's the other thing, DK, is you're calling out this BYU coach and a couple other college coaches, but I need to send you this tweet from Adam Schefter that details the the record of guys making the jump from college to the pros the only one that's been successful over the last 20 years is Jim Harbaugh 44 and 19 with the Niners he's going to be out at Michigan bring him in man he's he's had a proven record of success he knows quarterbacks and he's something the card and you say five-year rebuild but that's not how it is man if you if you get a Jalen Hurts who was drafted in the second round or someone like that then you can you can be turned around you can turn this thing around in two years let him take his lumps for the first year build around him and uh you know you get the right coaches in there we'll be back in this thing in two years yikes for me no jason garrett no lincoln riley no vance joseph i like him i would like to be friends with him and hang with him he's just i I think we got to clean it up in that area i would focus on the defensive line let's talk little players for a sec rip um is a hot potato is it back to my turn yeah you're up we're doing a lot of Cardinals. This is our episode, listeners. So you give a 30-second fast forward if you want to get to some one-star wrecks of the week and some moments of the week. But in the meantime, I'm ready to break the damn bank for Javon Hargrave. I'm ready. Pay the man. He's he's on the Eagles right now. He's working off 11-sack season. We just lost, lost J.J. Watt. First thing is I, I, I try to do, I try to go sign that dude. Or use that number three or four pick. What what pick do the Cardinals have? Is it three or four? Let me see. I Hold think on. it I'm might be it on that. three. Yeah, I think it might be three. While you're looking for that, while they're looking for that, I'm going to continue on my defensive line because I'm actually going to package this whole thing together. I think after thinking about football a lot, offensive line and defensive line are where we're going to get Murray the most help at the end of the day. So I'm going to stick with the defensive line. I think the Cardinals have the third overall pick. Guess who I'm going to take as well? I'm going to sign Hargrave. I'm also going to go ahead and pick Jalen Carter, bro, is what I'm going to do. Literally, I'm going to disrupt this whole damn thing and have two defensive tackles who are just machines, machines, every play, stopping the run, 
getting pressure on the quarterback. I think that will change the game relatively quickly. So do you need me to recap that? You got my you got my second move as GM rep. Yeah, no, I'm on board with using the third pick on the top pass rusher in college. I mean, it works out more times than not with those guys, Vaughn Miller, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, Aiden Hutchinson. They're all, like you said, it disrupts the backfield, and that's you know that's a big part of the game right there if you can put that opposing quarterback under pressure. That's who I want to, to use that third pick on right there, one of those guys. We agree. We agree. So that, that's it. How about that free agency move? Is there any other free, agent, free agents on that defensive side of the ball that just are calling your name? I haven't even really. I mean, we, we definitely need help in the secondary. I'm not sure who's out there, but we need a we need a cornerback. We need a safety. So yeah, one one of those guys, one of those top guys. I mean, I know we have some salary cap room. Yeah, I think that's going to come in year two and three when you start digging into that stuff. I think this year we look at offensive line, defensive line. Nevertheless, that's very very good. What's the third thing, Rip? As GM, you do third thing you do to turn this thing around. Third and final one. Going back to the coach thing, it was it was my little point where here was either hire a proven coach like Harbaugh or Peyton, who's had success. And if those guys don't, if one of those guys isn't landed in Arizona, I think you need to get that up and coming young assistant, like the Sean McVay, you know, five years ago or whoever the Eagles offensive coordinator is one of those really successful guys that's young and innovative and not a 500 coach in college like Cliff Kingsbury was, but a proven NFL guy, an offensive coordinator, who knows how the game goes these days and who can get the right personnel in there to succeed. Mm, I like that. All right. My third and final one. I mentioned at the century open, I watched a meltdown of meltdowns. Colin Mark Markawa had a huge meltdown. Rip, it was similar to when uh, your youngest uh, began his meltdown by wanting different shoes and then led to a full meltdown after we couldn't find the snake figurines, you know, just real big meltdown. I feel like you got to treat this last Cardinal situation like you're dealing with a meltdown. And what we have here, folks, is a Kyler Murray meltdown in fullest effect. And I believe to cheer him up, to put a smile on his face, to get to Kyler nice and happy, we're going to have to spend a premium pick on a shiny new toy for him. And I don't even know how to say this. I think my gut's telling me that Hopkins is trade material. I don't think he's going to... I can't see him wanting to be a happy man in this rebuild that we're kind of doing, not doing, Rip, I don't even know what to say. You don't like rebuild, but it clearly is. So it becomes necessary to start looking for a new toy, somebody we can all get excited about. So I'm not afraid in the second round to start looking at a guy like shit, Jalen Hyatt, uh, Rashid Rysom. There's Josh Downs will be out there. There'll be a couple guys who I think could be game changer wide receivers and stretch the field like D-Hop, just in case we got to trade him for, for a package next year. So that would be the third thing I keep my eyes out. Another game changer. More importantly, another shiny toy for Kyler. Let's go. Get the one-star recruits in as uh, co-GMs of the Cardinals, man. Let us bring this thing home. Let us bring a Super Bowl championship to Arizona, DK. It's pretty good stuff. It's simple stuff. It's not like either of us are talking about changing the world. I think Aaron Rodgers, I think Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady could come and settle things down pretty quickly. So that's a veteran QB versus a young QB who might take some time. Uh, we'll see which direction they go. I trust Adrian Wilson, Rip. That's, about, that's, that's, that's what, what's happening. I'm going to get a shirt. I trust Adrian Wilson. All right, from one, you just mentioned two guys, Aaron Rodgers, a uh, tragic end to the season there. I'm not a believer in him, but Tom Brady uh, rolling into the playoffs for however many, you know, the 20th year in a row or whatever it is. Give us uh, give us your predictions. You said you said you think it's the Chiefs year. I have I have a little different feeling, but give us your maybe surprise prediction for the for the NFL playoffs coming up here. Well, the story, the storybook, the way that it should be written and the way everybody's playing here. Now, it seems like the Chiefs have the story. 
we on a, on another show that we do the trash talk boys we do a sporty boy segment both of us made our predictions i'm going to stick with it i'm not going to waver on that i think the minnesota vikings although gosh they did not look good again but they kind of did i i believe the minnesota vikings are going to find a way to win some tough games in the playoffs only because they found a way to win a lot of tough games and lose a lot of tough games in the regular season and i think they're emotionally ready and i really like koc wish the cardinals might have made that choice with with Kevin O'Connor. I think he's a really, really good coach. So I predict the Minnesota Vikings to win the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. Wow. Like not just uh, get out of the first round against the Giants. You're calling Super Bowl for Minnesota. Wow. That's uh, yeah, I don't I, you might be the only one saying that, but kudos. No, stay true. I, I, I think the book, like I said, is for the Chiefs. If I was just but if I if I want to write a, a movie, if I want to write a Stenson Bennett, the sixth movie, Minnesota Vikings. How about you, see, Rip? See, I, I I like your Chiefs thing. I mean, the Chiefs are awesome, obviously, but I don't know how you you go against Buffalo at this point with everything that's happened with Demar Hamlin and, and that crazy. Just going back to the last playoffs, that crazy overtime loss in Kansas City. I think this is the year that Buffalo gets over the hump and gets to the Super Bowl. At least gets there. I'm not saying they're going to win it. And that, I don't think that's really a surprise pick. But my surprise pick is, like you said, we go on Trash Talk Boys, and I kind of made this on there. It's that don't sleep on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. They got Dallas at home this weekend. Tampa's actually two-and-a-half-point underdogs in that game against Dallas. I think they win it outright, and you know it's going to be a tough matchup next week having to go probably into Minnesota or Philadelphia, whoever they end up with. But I think they're capable of winning that game. They got a good defense. Obviously, the GOAT, Tom Brady at quarterback. I look for the Buccaneers to make some noise, man. I'm I'm not ready to close the book on Tom Brady's career and you know, going after that what eighth championship. Cowboys really look shitty against Washington. You want to come into the playoffs peaking and not try to find it in the playoffs. Scary, scary situation for the Cowboys to figure it out against Tom Brady. Rip, there we go. Vikings and Bucks. You're just looking for them to get a dub. Wait, did you say Super Bowl rip or just get through again? Are we asking each other? Uh, I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll, roll, I'll roll with them at this point. I mean, it's probably going to be the Eagles, We're but I'll, I'll roll I'll roll with a Tom Brady uh, Buccaneers versus Buffalo Bills Super Bowl. That's my prediction. Who you got? You got Kansas what City a, What is? I heard you a little cheapy move, a little slide in probably the Eagles real quick while you're, you're naming off an underdog of underdogs. Uh, it was the AFC is tough. That's why the Bills too. The AFC got they got to get through. We mentioned the Chiefs. Got to get through a Cincinnati team and Joe Burrow's playing with more confidence than Joe Namath right now. Lots of stuff going on in that AFC to keep an eye on. But you're right, Reb. You're right. Very emotionally driven Buffalo squad right now that can do anything they put their mind to. But containing that emotion is sometimes hard. Big time, we'll see. Big time, we'll see. Good NFL stuff coming up this week. We're gonna keep an eye on it. Maybe we'll have an NFL insider. We'll get one more NFL guy on rip before the season wraps, hopefully, so we can talk some football. I'm going to have my next Hawaii guest, listener of the pod, Leon, here the uh, last week of January. Hopefully, we can watch a big Eagles fan, big-time Eagles fan. Hopefully, we can get an Eagles playoff game while he's out here. So we'll see. Stay tuned. One-star moments of the week. We have, like everybody, listeners, these moments that are one-star. They're not very good normal life and we're gonna we're gonna expose ourselves like we do every damn week rip i think you mentioned i know yours kind of you are kind of quite the dummy if it's the one that i think it is going to be really just for pain in the ass more than anything not to mention possibly uh felony crimes committed with your pain in the ass mistakes but 
What is your what is your moment of the week, Rip? Am I correct in thinking what it is? DK, yeah, you nailed it, man. Five star intro to this segment because that is exactly my one star moment of the week. I, I left Long Beach with two U.S. passports, one for each kid. Now I have no idea where they're at. My kid's identity could be stolen. You know, you name it. But the kicker, the really one star moment of the week is you don't even need passports for kids unless you're going out of the country. So I brought them just as like a safety blanket, you know, ID at the airport, but they don't even take the kid's ID. You don't even need them. So I went through all this and I, I, I somehow, I don't know where the passports are and I didn't even need to do it. It was totally unnecessary. So I'm looking at not only 300 bucks to replace both of these at, at, if they don't magically turn up here, but also, man, it, it is scary, man. They, they got all our information on there. The kid's passport numbers, our address, and, you know, my poor kids, uh, hopefully their identity doesn't get stolen. But that's a true one-star moment of the week right there. Yeah, they're out there. They're going to, 20 years from now, some 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 30-year-old in Caracas is going to be your, have all your kids, is going to be your kid. That'd be a one-star move by anyone that does that. Like, I'm, I'm hoping that a, a good human, <laughs> uh, like our listeners out there, you know, stumbles across these at LAX or, or the Kahului Airport and, and turns them in, man, because that's the right thing to do. And, you know, it's really a plea from me at this point. So I don't look like a jackass and cost my kids a, an identity theft or anything like that. But yeah, if anyone has uh, passports, two one-star passports out there, send them to my house. Ah, such a one-star move. You probably took a lashing from the wife. That is just a whole headache that if, yeah, just didn't. That's an extra Google search. That's one Google search. Then you would have put those right back in the safe. Everyone at LAX or, or, or in anywhere on the island of Maui, man, keep your eyes peeled because I, I really need these things back, TK. I really need them back. Rip's making this plea. And on top of it, you weren't even can, can keep carrying them in like a nice, secure bag. You did side pocket of the backpack, bro. Tra- You're a one. That's a one star traveler move. I don't even know where they're at, to be honest. The last thing I remember is presenting them to the TSA guy at LAX, and then I haven't seen them since. So they're probably in a bin somewhere and tossed on the ground, stepped on, you know what. But mm. uh, honestly, hopefully they're in the trash and get shredded. But, you know, if, if they don't make their way back to me, but I want to see them back. <laughs> hopefully you're helping helping people with something know that if your kid is not 18, I believe they're not checking. I would have thought they also same thing for an, for an ID. What, are you getting your kid an ID card? I guess... What age can you get your kid a state ID card? Eight, nine, ten? Don't matter. I think I think it's pretty young, but it's probably uh, you know no one actually does it type of thing because you you really don't need it until they're like in high school. I think. Yeah, it's it's fun experience. I remember I got one. I think I was right around high school though. It was a fun experience to have it to get it actual card with my picture that said you know my info. It's fun. Yeah. Food for thought, Rip. So you don't got to go through that again. And I'll keep my eyes open. He had me running through this whole damn uh, condo, looking under things like. Uh, like his passport would have snuck into a crock pot. You know what I mean? Get out of here. Keep looking, man. There, I, I still feel strongly that they're somewhere in your car, your house, or at uh, at, at LAX. So one out of the three, man. We got to find them. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. One star for me. Oh, boy. Mine is just crap. I basically live in a prison now. I live in paradise, but essentially I live in a prison. Somehow, some way, pure laziness, unhandy manness, whatever you want to call it, both of my doors of entry and exit of my house are broken. So my front door. So I live in a, in a complex where you have to have all your front doors look the same. And my front door has a little button that you push down. And that button is barely hanging on for dear life to the point where you press it all the way down. And you're lucky to get that 
door to turn over and open. So I'm just waiting for the point where I press it down, it pops through, and I can't get through my front door. It's coming any minute now. Luckily, I got the do doorknob. I got the wrong color. So I had to get another one shipped here so it's on its way before I can get that fixed. While that was all happening, my back sliding glass doors decided to, for anybody who's ever, I'm going to shorten this, but basically the, the latch that connects is not connected anymore. Sliding straight through, straight through slide, but it's locked. I'm, it would be so much better if it was just open and I could go in and out, but it's locked. So I can't use my back door, can't use my front door. When I leave now, I have to almost prop my front door. So my one star moment of the week is that I fucked up both my doors to the point where I might have to un loosen a window here for case of emergency. And it's really how I'm living my life right now until I can get this lock fixed. People may ask, Dana, why don't you call a locksmith to come help you with the situation? Well, I did that in, in, in Hawaii. He'll be here in two weeks. Okay. <laughs> Island time, man. That's rough. Cause you know, just being there a week, I know you use that, you open and close that back door probably 30 times a day, whether it's just to run the dogs out to the grass or, or just chill on the, on the patio out there. But man, you're living a one-star life. Right it's so one-star. Seymour and Utah would never have this problem. I bought the wrong thing. It is hardware to start all kinds of things. Seymour would have, would have had this done in 30 minutes. Okay. It's unbelievable. One star moment here. One star recommendation of the week. Let's do negative to positive. I I'm going back to TV. That's what happened. My visitors left my house. I had my house back to myself. I slugged back into my life and I slugged back into some good old television. Amazon prime coming through for my Rex of the week this week. It's a double to double down. It's a double header for, for DK on my Rex of the week. Coming up on your weekend, you need some chill time. Numero uno, Amazon Prime, a documentary called Square Grouper. It is by a director named Billy Corbin, who's a Miami director. He only does stories in Miami, Rip. You might have heard of Cocaine Cowboys. He did this amazing documentary telling the Alex Rodriguez story, but done through children. So all the characters are played by children that they dress up. It's unbelievably good. But this is his new one. It's called Square Grouper, Billy Gorbin. He goes deep into the uh, the cannabis smuggling of the Florida Keys. Kind of this area I didn't know a lot about, Rip. It's kind of this deep, deep, I don't want to even say redneck. That's not the right word, but it's this deep area that I didn't know anything about that he digs into and tells the story of a handful of families during the 90s in this uh, cannabis smuggling era. Craziest thing you'll ever see this week. On top of that, you watch that, you say, oh, Amazon Prime's pretty chill. I'm going to chill here with Amazon Prime. Jack Reacher, Tom Clancy, wrote the novels. Never fully got into the show. Popped on season three. I didn't even watch season one or two. Popped on season three. Watched all eight episodes. I never do that. Incredibly entertaining. You don't have to watch anything to know about it. I didn't even think I liked action shows or action movies anymore. Loved it. Loved it. And I was thrown off because the guy from the office, I was worried he was going to be the guy from the office, but he is Jack Reacher. He's a badass FBI guy who kicks some ass. Enjoy. Square Grouper, Jack Reacher, Amazon Prime, no free ads, five stars. Wow. Double wreck of the week. DK back. Like you said, man, guests are gone. You got the living room back to yourself. and uh, fatter, fatter than ever. I'm back. I love it. I got uh here's my DK. Have you ever you're a big coffee guy? I'm everybody knows I'm a fledgling uh iced coffee drinker. Have you ever done coffee ice cubes? 
Just pour that leftover coffee in the ice cube tray and freeze them up as ice cubes. Have you ever done that? Run back, run back the Rex of the Week to probably 18 months ago. My local bagel place here did it, and I think I used it as the wreck of the week, as a good value add, and a way to not get watered down coffee. So yes, I'm familiar. I think it's genius. Ah, oh, you actually, you, I, I, that that is bringing back a little trickle of memory there. I think, uh, yeah. Then I, 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 I'm here to say that I took your recommendation 18 months later, unbeknownst to me, man. I made coffee ice cubes for my wife's leftover coffee a couple weeks ago. And uh, yeah, I've been I've been adding them to my iced coffee, actually, to like give it a little bit more of a kick because I don't I don't like the taste of like hot coffee, you know. So what do you use them for? For uh, coffee enemas. Just kidding. <laughs> I use them for I don't as much because uh, I should do iced coffee. I'm, I, I, I I when you visited, I saw you guys do that one day. I said, oh, that's smart. But um, if I'm not doing one star laziness, that's a great idea. Yeah. So I'm doing my local bagel shop. It, it does two things. You don't waste that end of that coffee pot, yep. which most people waste. And it's great. So we're, we're upcycling there. And you, there's nothing worse than doing an iced coffee with regular ice. And when you get down to the bottom, it's, it's watered down. We want to avoid water down. This keeps us uh, nice and pure you know, so we can have a nice full caffeinated day. So it's a great wreck. Rip, I think some people are really, people are taking our recommendations more, 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 to heart than they were 18 months ago i think they thought we were just kind of we didn't really get it now we're really coming through with some fucking good ones right here nowadays so i think this is going to hit again it's a, yeah, it's we, a good got, one. we got some credibility now even if we uh use the same ones you know we recycle them every 18 months but yeah there's another there's a recipe floating around there online with uh adding ice coffee ice cubes to bailey's as a little alcoholic like coffee slash type drink you and, could do uh, your whole, you could put your whole uh, morning stuff into that ice cube or your iced coffee. If you like a little cream, if you like a little sugar, you can add it to that ice cube. It's all in one spot. You don't even need to, to go get extra things out of your, out of your cabinets. Yeah. And I think the key, like you said, is not, you know, just throwing that extra coffee down the drain. It's uh, finding another way to use it and let it live. It's out of sight, out of mind. You got to use that shit. It reminds me of our guy, our guy Onik introduced me to a beautiful uh, genius idea with with a sandwich it's a see-through sandwich container that holds all of your nest needs for a sandwich tomato onion avocado uh meat and you can see it you open your fridge you can see it there, there's nothing worse than buying stuff for sandwiches and then it disappears that gets sucked up into your world of your refrigerator and six months later you find an uh and three-fourths of an onion with a plethora of blue mold on it uh for your sandwiches this one simple idea puts it right there in front of you. Not out of sight, out of mind. Sandwiches in one, ready to make them. I'd make three sandwiches a week. Value, man. That's what we're trying to do here, Rip. Trying to get better. Trying to get 2023 flowing. Can we can we give a little bit of a tease of what we have brewing with guests? Or do you want to keep just doing you and me, Rip? That was crazy that people even thought that this is semi-entertaining to listen to without a uh, five-star guest on our show. Yeah, and it speaks to uh, the longevity of our show. And, you know, we are getting more and more loyal listeners every week, I think. Uh, and you can always give us five stars on Apple or Spotify. It helps us out a lot with the ratings and the algorithm on Apple. But, uh, yeah, I think we'll probably do this a little more in 2023, DK. It takes a little bit off my plate. And also, uh, you know, we're just uh, giving the listeners what they want to hear at this point. If you stuck around for this long and you still listen to the beginning, stop what you're doing right now. Pull your car over. Go ahead and hop into our Instagram and just shoot the one star recruits a quick note and let us know if you're in all you got to do is say in i n for 
a golf one-star get-together at the Century Open 2024 in Kapalua. We need five. If we can get five, the package is going together, and we're going to get these wheels in motion. Podcast is coming hot with NFL. We're really going to do our best to introduce you guys to some names that not only you've heard before, but we got a great lineup of some folks that you haven't heard of who are doing amazing things, really, really cool things in the world of sports, comedy, entertainment, and humanitarianism, Rip. We're getting some good people, some good souls on this show in 2023. We'll see you next week. See you next week.